What's up, all you faithful listeners? I got a little public service announcement, a little PSA before we get going on this episode. Um, things have come to light in the last few days uh, before I got, got around to editing this. Obviously, life's busy, work's busy. Um, but good news, website is up, www.kilochasers.com, and that's where you'll find all of our apparel and other accessories. Got a pretty cool little phone case going on. Um, another thing is information for the camp is rolling out over the next couple weeks. Uh, first big one is the drawing or raffle. So go onto our Instagram at Kilo Chasers and check that out. Uh, basically, you like, subscribe, tag a couple friends, and that will enter you into a chance to buy a raffle ticket. And the raffle tickets are 50 bucks for a chance to have a uh, full registration in the spring camp at Rosada Ranch. Uh, four nights, all-inclusive, eight training sessions, all the food you can eat, uh, recovery, and getting to know some pretty badass people. So go check that out and keep on listening. Here we go. Welcome to another episode of Kilo Chasers, The Raw Cut. I'm your host, Eric Dahl, here with Matt Ware. How are we doing, sir? Uh, doing well. How about yourself? Well, you know, I tried to get something out of the oven and tweaked my back like a true almost 40-year-old. <laughs> it's funny. I was just having a conversation with somebody at work, and, and she goes, Matt, you'd be proud. I go, why? She goes, I'm doing strength training. And, you know, she's five foot. Mm maybe a hundred pounds. And I was like, yeah. that's great. That's great. What are you doing? And she goes, well, I'm, um, I don't know. I'm just going to do some like calisthenic, like body weight stuff. And I was like, cool. She's like, yeah, I just want to be able to get out of bed. <laughs> I was like, See, that's what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you want to get out of bed like a normal person, not like do the whole, like, okay, I got to swing my legs out and then I have to like tilt up or do the yeah. power lifter roll out of bed onto your knees oh, yes. and then stand up. No, I know that one very well. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, and, and it struck a good conversation about how, um, <clears throat> as we get older, like w- exercise is more about just looking sexy, right? Or mm-hmm. or being buff or doing a sport. It's about actually functioning in life. Well, you know, I can't remember if we talked about this or not. It seems to be the main topic of conversation amongst strength podcasts, but like for us or just the industry in general has gotten so skewed with Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and all the other bullshit of look at me. I'm, I'm, you know, 30 years old and I'm jacked or I'm, this is what I looked like when I was 16 and now I'm 22 and I'm jacked and like, or, you know, on the flip side, guys that are in their thirties or forties and they're, you know, obese and they show their, their transformation which is great you know more power to them but the emphasis 
that I'm I'm really enjoying has changed to you just need to get into the gym or do something strength related, not calisthenics, not CrossFit. Just pick something up heavy a bunch of times, right? And do yeah. it with good form mm-hmm. and do it with some regularity and mm-hmm. eat halfway decent food. You know, don't drink so much alcohol and it helps your bone density throughout your aging. It helps your, your, as males, our testosterone and females, um, our testosterone levels, you know, it helps everything just kind of stay even keeled as we age. And we've never, like, nobody ever taught us that. Nobody ever explained that shit when we were younger. Like if I would have known that, actually, I can't say if I would have known that if, if, if it would have been more of a general education point when we were younger, it definitely would have helped me stay fit. Yeah. Like I, I, I will, I am blessed with genetics. I will 100% cop to that. Like I'm, I'm my metabolism's through the roof. You know, I'm, I'm built to be walk around at about 200 pounds and you know, I, I can eat almost whatever I want. Like I had an iron gut until like two or three years ago. Now I have to kind of pay attention to what I eat. Like, otherwise I get heartburn or, or just don't feel good. Um, yeah. But for the most part, I mean, shit, dude, what I, I was, well, we were just talking about it when I was working at Intel, I ate three freaking 1500 calorie or 1800 calorie burritos a day. Yeah. You know, like who, what kind of normal person can do that and not die? Yeah. Or at least, or at least, or at least, feel like absolute freaking garbage, you know. And I was, you know, I was still waking up at four o'clock in the morning, going to work, working basically eleven hours a day, and six days a week, and did it for a year. Yeah, you, you know, know, it's funny because I'm known as I'm not known, but people at work called me the Inferno, and I don't think anything of it because I'll, you know, like the other day, I sat down and I had, I had a. a giant, you know, full pint or no quart of, uh, soup and, uh, two, two foot long baguette. And I just sat there and took the baguette, ripped off a piece, ate the soup. And it was no big deal to me, but they're looking at me like, what is going on right there? You are crazy. Like I'm just some like, you know, museum exhibit, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, because you and I have both been athletic since we were young. Um, you know, when we were young, it was about sports, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we were like, let's play sports cause it's cool and it's fun. And, and, you know, maybe we can go somewhere with it. And then as we get out of sports, it's like, well, what do we do now? Um, and I know you probably went through this. I went through it of like, oh, I'm done sports. So I guess I don't need to do any working out. And then you quickly learn that like, yeah, you do. If you want yeah. to function the way you want the, that you functioned for the past 10 years. Yeah. You need to do something. Yeah. And there was something that was said, and and I've heard the saying before in the CrossFit world, but I just recently heard it on a uh, podcast that we both know, um, where it's about, uh, looking sexy naked or looking good naked. Mm -hmm. Right. I give a shit what I look like naked. I'm 42 year old man. (laughs) I'm just saying, uh, the only person that I am um, interested in looking somewhat decent for naked is my wife and that's it. And she loves me. So she's going to take my flaws just like I love her. Right. Same thing. But like, I want to be able to get out of bed. I want to be able to go down the stairs, wrestle with my kids. Mm -hmm. 
that's what it's about for me now. And it's yeah. fun, funny, the evolution of it, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, for me, it, it really, it hit a point for me when I was trying to like the, the last, like before weightlifting, um, me, well, yeah, before getting back into the gym, I should say, like I, I went, I went to, I took a job in, in Montana and I, I went out there and I thought I was in decent shape, you know, just being, being in construction, eating decently, um, weighed 180 pounds, six foot, six foot one, whatever it is. And I thought I was in decent shape. And then I, one drunken night. So like, so we're, they were like, the group was talking about like working out and these, these guys are all like 15 years younger than me. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, shit, I can squat. I can squat 225, no problem. Uh, like it's not a big deal. Like I could do it before at whatever point. But and one of my buddies stood up and goes, "I weigh 225." I'm like, <laughs> so he jumps on my back and I squat down and I just and I'm drunk. Doesn't help, you know. Yeah. And yeah. I just roll out of it. I'm like, fuck, I'm dead. Like this is. And after that, then my buddy that I was living with, Yuli one of my best friends, um, he was like, you are a sack of shit. I was like, like, what? He goes, you think you're in shape. When was the last time you actually did anything specifically to be in shape? I was like, uh, uh, water ski every summer. Like, I don't know. He goes, no, you don't, you don't water ski to be strong. You water ski because you love it. Like, and so I, that started, that was, he was the, like the, what do you want to call it? The, the lightning rod or whatever. Like he incited me to start meal prepping. And then when I got back from Montana, the second time I told Sarah, I was like, look, we got to go, we, we're going to get a membership at the YMCA. We're going to do something, you know? And, um, so got a membership at the YMCA meal prepped. I was eating. I don't know, three, three, 3,500 calories a day, going to the gym five days a week, like not n- zero direction. I think I, I downloaded the buff dudes program, which was just, okay. I mean, it's yeah, it, it actually, you know what it is? Like, it's yeah. actually like, yep. those guys are freaking hilarious. And <laughs> like, it was a good, I still have it. And if I was going to do a bodybuilding program, honestly, the first eight weeks would be that like, yeah, they have like they hit everything it's super well structured and it's designed for working people that you know you only have an hour to hour and a half in the gym you know or less and anyhow so when i was doing that and then like i I worked out for like three three months or something like that and then and then summer hit and i went and skied and i was like holy shit i'm actually stronger behind the boat than i ever have been and i weighed I don't know. I, I got up to like, at that point, I think I weighed like 192, um, 195, but my body fat was like 6%. And yeah. Yeah. And I was so comfortable behind the boat. And so like my stamina is better, was better than it is now. Like I can, I can't ski like I used to like longevity wise. Like I used to be able to, I mean, well, you've been to the lake. So the two, Mm -hmm. the two bridges, Mm -hmm. like we used to go from the dock to one bridge and then 
ski from that bridge all the way to the other bridge, turn around and then go back to the dock. Wow. Without stopping. <laughs> <laughs> and that's some stamina right there. I don't know how you did now that. Now it's like we go to one bridge and I go down and <laughs> like I'm done. <laughs> I, I lay on my back in the water and breathe like I'm dying. And yeah. then at that point I decide whether or not I want to have a good rest of the day or if I'm going to go back and sit in the bathtub for 20 to 30 minutes. And yeah, usually I get up and I ski back and I either do like, like a pass is six turns, like six cuts. Okay. And so I'll do like two hard passes where like I'm skiing, like I'm on a course and then I will, what's, what's funny because you're going 32 miles an hour, 34 miles an hour. So that mm -hmm. all that air is getting pushed into your lungs. And then when you stop, it's not anymore. And you have to actually breathe for yourself. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sitting there this last time. I was sitting there dying. And my mom's on the dock. She goes, you know why you can't breathe right now. And I was, and she said that. And I'm like, oh, that makes perfect sense now. Complete okay. Complete sense. Yeah. Thanks, mom. And then my dad's nice. like, next year, the two months before summer hits, I want you rowing like three days a week, like on a rower. Yeah. Yep. And just do 20 minutes on the rower and high intensity and i want to see how much better you you ski just from that i was like oh yeah we'll try it so we'll see yeah you know that means i gotta uh, spend six hundred dollars on a fucking concept oh uh, yeah well the rower is an interesting thing and that also came up today in a conversation but like it's, it's a one-stop shop, you know, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's 20 minutes. Like you were just saying, 20 to 30 minutes, you're rowing for calories or you're rowing, you know, for a distance, but you get off of that thing and you're getting what you need mm -hmm. in order to, based off of what you're doing it. But like, you know, I used to use it uh, back in the day for, you know, getting warmed up to start lifting Yeah, and I wouldn't do anything crazy. And there's also technique that you can do to actually like warm yourself up. So you're not gassing yourself. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're rowing for a competition, there's also another technique in which you can do it. So you have longevity. Yep. I think that people look at a row, like somebody said to me, like, they were like, why would anyone want to row? That doesn't, that doesn't sound like it would do anything. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, no, actually it does you a, get a lot. lot from it. You yes. get a lot from it. Sit yeah. down for a thousand calorie burn. No, thank you. Like that, <laughs> yeah. that'll yeah. separate the boys from the men right there. Like it, a thousand calories. It doesn't sound like a lot, like 500 calories on a, like on a salt bike. I remember Troy at club sport had me do, well, what were we doing? I jumped in for one of his classes and he was <laughs> like, you're not going to do what everybody else is doing. I was like, huh? What do you mean? He goes, no, 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 no. Yeah. And he had me push and pull a sled with like, I don't know, like 90 pounds on it. And so I did two, two up, up and back with 90 pounds and then 500 calorie on an assault bike with like a two minute rest and did five rounds. And I was Ugh. dead, dead. Exactly. No, that's exactly. <laughs> I, I seriously, I wanted to puke. So bad. Oh. Like I haven't worked out and had like the urge to vomit in mm -hmm. forever. And yeah. that was, that was it. And so I kind of made a pact with myself that if I was ever on an assault bike, I would never use my legs again Yeah, and I would never go fast again. Like it was just 
nope, I'm good. I'm going to use it to warm up my shoulders, which assault bikes and rowers. Like if you have worries about your rotator cuffs or your lockout or anything like that, there's nothing better to get your shoulders and all your tendons and all your, just all the juices flowing in your upper body. You know, it's yeah. A rower is awesome. I think, uh, the assault bike is what turned me into, um, somebody who likes squats. Like it, I think the assault bike helped my squat uh, tremendously and, and the strength in the form. And because I would probably, uh, I would primarily use my quads. I would use my hands, but I would muscle with my quads. And I would often, often do this, um, this superset where it would be 20 calories on the rower and you walk over and you do 10 squats at, uh, I guess it would be one Oh two for us, two twenty five mm-hmm. when I was doing it. Yeah. And you do like three rounds of that. And that turned my squat out. And I know it's, we're talking about some CrossFit shit, but at the same point, like, um, there's something about programming and mixing it up just every now and then that will up your game just to another level. Okay. So now that we're on programming <laughs> and, and, and mixing it up and changing things around and, um, being in contact and communication with your coach to make sure that you're doing what's programmed to you for a specific reason. And that's why we pay to have a coach to do our programming or buy a program or whatever, right? Is it's somewhat curated to our goals. Um, adding, doing the assault bike as a warm up or a hypertrophy tool. Um, I think is it's huge. I mean, obviously proof is in the pudding. You, it worked amazingly for you. Um, the, I used an elliptical and same thing. I barely used my arms unless, unless I was, my shoulders were bound up from primarily snatching cause it's fun. Um, but my shoulders would lock up. So then I would like hardly, I would just barely use my legs and I would force the damn thing with my arms. Um, and my, and really concentrate on how my shoulders were moving and, and that whole mind muscle connection. But, um, I was using it as a hypertrophy tool to really like pre burn my muscles into fatigue to, you know, build, um, in programming, we don't see a lot of that specifically um curated for athletes unless you have unless you you're in a training hall and you have a coach like directly overseeing what you're doing every single day or you know two three times a week and he's watching you and he's telling you as soon as as soon as you show up or at the end of your workout hey tomorrow stay on the assault bike for 20 minutes and you know do something or he'll tell you exactly what to do he or she um I I think there's a fine line between doing extra work and doing too much work. What do you think? Big time. Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> if you're going to do extra work, I think it should be specific. And I think it should be um, as in a tactical way that is going to benefit what you're trying to do. 
um, on the platform in the, in, in the realms of what we're speaking. Uh, I just uh, talk, had some of a conversation on the phone with a friend about, um, you know, there's two types of people out there. And he, he said this very specifically. He's like, there's people with good technique, but need to get stronger. And then there's people that need to need to build their technique, but are already strong as hell. Mm-hmm. So classify yourself into one of those because most of us that we know fit into one of those categories. And I, you know, I think that if you're going to do extra work, you're going to, you need to do it to benefit what you're doing on the platform. Don't just go do extra work because you have a, a work ethic and you want to work harder and it's going to make sense. And, and all this is why, and, and then it's going to transfer over. But then when it doesn't, um, and you don't start progressing in the amount of weight you're putting on the bar, because that's how, that's how our, you know, that's, that's a unit of measure progress, unit of measurement. Right. And that's how we progress. That's our data right there is how much weight are we putting on that bar and lifting above our head? And that's the most simple terms. I'm sure there's technical terms for it, but you know, I'm not going to go out and run five miles, um, to help me on the platform because I know for myself, I run five miles, I'm gassed and I'm going to be hurting for the next three days. Yeah. You're not only, you're not only gassed, but your knees are blown. Your hips are jacked. You know, you're going to be tight for three or four or five fucking who knows. So I'm not going to be able to live for like a week, you know? Yeah, exactly. So why would I do that? So I would, if I want to get my legs strong, I'm going to squat or I'm going to mess around with the type of squats that are going to directly affect what we're doing on there. Now, do we know what directly affects it? I think we have a pretty good idea. I think most people have a good idea, but I think there's a group of, there are people out there that, um, just think if you put your head down and work really hard, that stuff's going to happen. Okay. So I got two words and I think they're, they're two of the most under or misunderstood and misdirected words and honestly underutilized words, um, in life but especially in sports and especially in weightlifting, um, be deliberate. Nah, everything you do be deliberate. If it doesn't have a reason, don't fucking do it. Yeah. And if you're going to do it, do it right. Yeah. And strive to do it right. Don't try to do it right. Strive to do it right. I coaching the girls this weekend, that was, I don't know why that word was on my mind, but it was like every, like before the game, I was like, look, every pass you make has to be deliberate. And the, one of the girls was like, what does that mean? It's like, you have to make it to whoever you're passing it to. Be accurate. Be like, ev- put everything that you're doing in that moment into that pass, right? If you're going to make a move, be deliberate with the move. Be crisp. Be just be a professional at what you're doing. Like, you know, be an athlete, but make sure that what you're doing has purpose. It has a cause and has an outcome. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if you're going to, if you're going to do your workout 
and you still feel like you got a ton left in you, great. That's awesome. Have a ton left in you. You know what you do with it? Go do a five by five at 70%. Right. You know, do bar work, Mm -hmm. do heavy pulls. Jerks. Do, 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 do. Empty bar jerks. Empty bar jerks. Yeah. Oh, Dude, yeah, do do sets do five sets of five or ten sets of five. It just uh what are those uh tall jerks where you hold the bar like at your forehead mm-hmm. on your toes and then drop under it and recover. Yeah. Like do a shit ton of those. Like burn yourself out, like use that extra energy, use that extra fire that you have in you to work on your technique. Don't do shit that's not deliberate Correct. in the outcome that you're trying to that you're, that you're striving for. Well, on the other side of that, um, be, I'm not gonna say be, I'm not going to use your word, but on the other side of that, like, don't just get on the platform and lift as heavy as you possibly can. Because I think that people can say, well, I'm going to get on there and I want to lift heavy. So I'm going to be deliberate and lift as much weight as I can, but I'm going to do it really bad. I'm going to miss a bunch and I'm you know, not going to really progress by doing any of that. So get onto that platform and I'm going to, I'm just going to say it, be deliberate because that seems that's the theme of what we're talking about. Be efficient, Mm -hmm. work your technique. Don't, you know, I know that, um, and, and John has taught us this and I know that he talks about it a lot, but like, don't schedule yourself a meet every month until you have, you know, a technique and you want to go out and, you know, have a goal and hit those numbers because give yourself, you need to just give yourself some time to learn, give yourself your body time to figure out the movement. Then once you figure out the movement, you can start getting stronger. You know, it's just like life. Everything comes in progressions. You know, you heard me talk about, you know, the, the sports from the beginning to the twenties, to the thirties, to now and how it evolves. Well, lifting is the same way. And I can only speak for myself and and I could probably speak for you on this one, but we're in lifting for the long game. Mm -hmm. Are we going to compete the rest of our lives? No, or ever? No, but we're doing it because we love the sport obviously. And, but we're in it for the long game. And the only way that you're going to have a long game in a sport, this brutal is by taking the time to be efficient and deliberate with what you do. And if that means you have to knock yourself down to 70% for six, six weeks until you can get that technique down and then start building. I mean, some might say you're going to be building strength at that 70%. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So Glenn, Glenn Pinlay is famous, infamous, notorious for saying, and I'm going to, I'm going to paraphrase here, but you're never going to know what your form is really capable of until you push yourself past what you've already done. Right. So basically lift heavy enough. If You don't know how strong your form really is until you lift something so heavy, it pulls you out of it. Right. Yeah. So it's maintaining that balance of staying 
at the peak level of where you're before your form breaks down and knowing when to crest past it and then utilizing the strength that you've built to make up for your deficiencies in those higher percentages. Um, oh, I like that. That was well yeah. You know, it, it, however, missing aside, if you get pulled, like perfect example, when we trade with, um, when we trained, when we trained with Joe Beck months back, and I hit that 106 just to mm-hmm. fucking prove a point. Right. Um, I very easily could have either missed, blown my shoulder out, or, you know, I could have missed behind. I could have missed over. I could have dropped the weight on my head. I could have, you know, I could have blown my shoulder out and hurt myself really bad. Um, but I made 106 because it was an ego thing. Um, I could have kept going because I was like, I felt stronger you know, I felt okay. Mm-hmm. I could have like, honestly, if you would have put one Oh seven on the bar, I probably would have gone out and tried to hit something else. Just correct. Because, or, or my shoulder actually did really hurt and I was not going to do that. I mean, it, I didn't even, what I, I clean jerked one fifteen or one eighteen or something like that day. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't think I, yeah. Like, which is not even close to what, I should have hit if I would have just stayed at one Oh three or whatever it was. And mm-hmm. then went into clean and jerks, I probably would have hit 25 or 30. Yeah, um, I agree. but it just, it set everything back. And I honestly think that knowing your body and respecting yourself enough to not, just to not be fucking stupid yeah. on the platform and, and understand that you're like, I, I get the whole, like we're, we're only on this planet for, for so long, you know, we're here for a good time, not for a long time, yeah. but why not make the best of the workout by giving it everything you have, um, within the constraints of your program and then building yourself up positively um and if you want to miss like john john was when we trained together john was really good about this we do the program and we'd hit all of our snatches we do our drop snatches right mm-hmm. and we do the clean jerks and at the end of the clean jerks he'd be like you want to snatch again i'd be like wait you want to do the complexes again he goes no let's just go from the floor see what happens I'd be like, okay, you know, and I PR'd a few times doing that, you know, and and it, that right there, that mentally, like that takes you to a whole nother level because you are absolutely spent you in your brain. You're like, fuck, I don't have anything left in me. How am I going to even hit what I hit in the complex on a single? And then you hit that and it's like, it's just fucking snappy. and It just hits and you're like, oh. Okay, or it doesn't, and you're like, okay, yeah, let's just freaking stop. Let's just move right. on. Let's do whatever. Let's call it a day. Go sit in the sauna. Yeah. Um, but thinking that, thinking that, just because you feel good and you had a great, like, let's say you had a great day at work, kids were awesome before you went to the gym, you ate ate really well, you slept really well, you're having an awesome day, training's just 
off the hook. Everything's snappy. You know, you're hitting your hitting the complex like it's just money. Mm-hmm. And so you do your working sets and you're like, ah, let's see how the single feels. And the single feels great. And then you go up, you hit 95%. Then you miss 96% or 97%. You're like, oh shit. Well, everything else felt great. Let's try it again. Missed again. Shit, everything else felt great. Let's do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Like, how is that? I, I still don't see how how pushing yourself into that those limits, like you're hitting a wall. Yeah, and, you know, I don't know, and 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 it's everybody. If if that's what you want to do, and that's what drives you, and that's you absolutely love it, fucking do it. I'm not here to tell you not to do it. I'm just t- telling you that I personally don't think it's beneficial. I think that you could do a million better things to help. I mean, Donnie, Donnie Shankel, I mean, we, you know, we, we quote the old crew all the time. You know, I, I definitely, it's going to happen. That's, that's, I mean, that's our, that's our blood really. I mean, look at our, our history and who we've trained with and who, who our coaches are and, and everything like that's, that's who we draw a lot of our inspiration from. But Donnie, Donnie flat out says, you want to get better overhead, do presses, press more. <laughs> there it is. That's Press exactly more. What I'm saying, yeah. Like, don't don't do jerks. Don't do more jerks. Don't do don't do more clean and jerks. Don't do more snatches. Don't do drop snatches. Push press. Push mm-hmm. press. Strict press. Sitting press. Military press. Any kind of press. Overhead snatch grip press. A strict snatch grip press. Press. Get your shoulders, your upper your upper pecs, your delts, your your traps. You're, you're, dude, you'd be surprised how, how, like when you're doing high rep presses, how like just juiced your lats get. Oh, dude, it's crazy, isn't it? it? It's, it, it doesn't seem right, No, but no. like every, all those stabilizing muscles that lockout, like really concentrating on your lockout for every single rep when you're doing, when you're doing like, you know, sets of three or sets of five in a, in, in a press strict press, like really concentrate on that shit that's good that's what's going to make you stronger that's what's going to cause that pr that's what's going to save your ass when you do make that decision to be like oh okay well let's go let's 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 push it the fire's hot let's go and where you you know let's say you did that for a month or two and now now your lockout your shoulders your elbows everything is just crisp and locked just perfect now now your lockout is your safety point. It's not your legs. It's not your back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Usually, I mean, you, you look at probably eighty percent of you know, uh, not mediocre intermediate lifters when they mm-hmm. when they get heavy overhead and they're pushing the percentages, their elbows are soft. All of them, yeah. either yeah. their elbows or their shoulders. And that's what happened. And that's because we don't, as as a community, we don't press enough we don't press enough uh there's a there's a benefit in in curls uh there's a benefit in the the uh what is it bent over rows mm-hmm. um, there's a reason that that fucking thing is called a penlay row <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying I, I do and i do i know exactly like, what you're saying like that's that's yeah. my like you know cornell talks about a power clean being his like his party trick Right. Ben over rows. That's my mm-hmm. party trick. That's your party trick. 100%. Yeah. 
I think deadlift is probably mine. Um, when is it going to be done? Five minutes. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, no, I think uh, deadlifts deadlifts can be uh, probably my party trick, but I don't know. As of lately, it's been squats. I, I think that the accessory lifts are definitely needed. Um, it's funny because you brought up Joe Beck's gym, and he said something to me last time we were there. He's like, man. He's like, you, you PR every time you come over here. And I looked at him and I'm like, yeah, there's a reason for that Joe. And I go, I'm not going, I'm not going heavy like this every week. I'm not going heavy like this every day. You know, I'm working, I, I do work up to my 90%. Um, as of recently, I've scaled that back to I'm working to 70 to 80% mm-hmm. because I'm trying to hone in my technique. I go, but when I go to your gym, dude, like I'm just using the atmosphere. I'm using the people watching me cheering. That's what's pushing me to get a bigger lift. But I'm also taking the time to understand how my body works, um, understand what's more efficient for me to lift four days a week or six days a week Uh or um, to squat six days a week versus three days a week, you know? I think um, those change as we uh, evolve as lifters. Um, and as we get older, we got to be more specific about when we're doing it and when we're not. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, get out there and do some more presses. Get out there and do some more deadlifts. Do some pendulum rows. You know, do work on the, uh, the parallette bars. You know, do yeah. some, some static Fucking, holds. Do dips. When was the last yeah. time you saw an American weightlifter do dips? <laughs> I know. And, but, uh, and, and I mean, that I mean, being said, didn't you just buy a squat rack with dip bars on them mm-hmm. from who? <laughs> oh, fuck. Some idiot who well, sold no, it to me for $300. Well, no, but what was the brand oh, of it? Oh, shit. Now I can't remember. It's not hook grip. What was it? I thought it was a Leco, wasn't it? No. Oh. What? Well, I'm going to. Uh, this is. This is. It's a sin. It's a fucking sin. <laughs> It's a badass setup. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> iron, yeah, freaking Iron Mind. Iron Mind. There we go. Did that? Yeah, right there. No, that, yeah, that squat stand is. Yeah, it, like you, you look at the Chinese lifters, you look at Italian lifters, you look at, you know, anybody in the Eastern Bloc that's not a ninety-six and above. You know, like even the well, okay, you go to China, even the one hundred twos are doing dips, like. But for the most part, you know, it done correctly, like they're toted in the bodybuilding world as being absolutely freaking terrible for your shoulders, which if you load them improperly and you don't do them correctly, yeah, they're mm-hmm. absolutely terrible for your shoulders. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not a good idea. But right. if you are a competitive weightlifter or weightlifting is what you're doing and that's what your sport of choice is, then dips should be dip should be done twice a week overhead yeah. pressing as an accessory should be done two, three times a week. The yeah. GHD should be done. Fuck every day. Every if you have day. it, um, every day. like it, it, it's, there's these things that are accessible to us, uh, to some of us that we just don't do. Right. And you know, you, if you have jerk blocks, you can do dips. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you, you have, have a couch, blo- you can do jip, dips. You <laughs> yeah, if you mean? dining room chair, dining room chair, you can do like, dips. Just, they're they're yeah. good for you. Yeah. Um, 
but overhead presses, obviously that's a given. Um, you can figure out how to do GH glute ham raises. You can do them on the ground. Yeah. yeah. Or, or do good mornings. I mean, th- that's another one. That's that, a, that's a huge one. I don't think people talk about good mornings enough. So there, uh, Mark Bell, super training gym. He did a whole like, fuck, it was like six months where he just went on a rant, just a rampage about them. And they were, he was, he was doing like fucking like three, is it 365 wow. for reps? <laughs> and I'm like, what? So he's our height. He's okay. our height. Okay. And walking around at like 255 and he's absolutely ripped right now. Yeah. Of course, everybody knows his PED use and all that shit. What, right. That aside, like, Anything over 135 or 185 on a good morning is just fucking monster. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that heavy weight aside, doing weighted good mornings as a warm up Mm -hmm. to get your hips to open up and get the blood blood flow through your T spine, like, you can't. We talked about T spine the other day. Yeah, You know, I was taught about T-spine a long time ago by a coach. And the first thing he said to me was like, you want to be able to wipe your butt when you're 70? He's like, work on your T-spine every day. Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't understand what that means. And he showed me where it's at in my back. And he's like, this is what allows you to rotate. Mm-hmm. I found that and out I, tonight. Yeah, exactly. Work got, on something out of, got something out of the oven. <laughs> or tried to and yeah i was like i was like oh close the oven and stood there still bent over and delaney's like oh no daddy burnt his hand and sarah's like oh my god i'm like i didn't burn myself <laughs> it's like what i you just do? threw out my back <laughs> i was like i just yeah i just twisted wrong i'm sorry i need a heating pad yep so get that tiger bomb out yeah yeah Oh man. All right, dude, we're up on time. It's a, it's an early night. Uh, website, website is dropping Kila chasers, uh, PFRS podcast website. We're going to have links to the podcast links to Facebook page, which turns you on to the camps. Mm -hmm. Um, camp announcements will be coming within the month. We will have pricing. We'll have dates and locations. Um, we have a fun, a uh, raffle that's going to go off. Uh, it's going to be fifty bucks a ticket. It is the fifty bucks is uh, applicable or applicable to your registration for the camp. If you don't win the raffle, the raffle is for a free entry or a free registration to the camp. So that's a hell we'll, of a deal. I'm we sorry. will have that <laughs> hell so, of a deal. So fifty bucks, fifty bucks a ticket. You can only buy one ticket, and yeah. We'll have that up on the Instagram page, the Facebook page, and more information coming. Uh, shout out to all the sponsors from the last camp. I got, yeah. I had a list. Uh, Caffeine and Kilos, Born Primitive, um, Kabuki Strength. Uh, I'm gonna say C4, uh, a lot. C4, Fit Life Aid, Aid or Life uh, Aid, Fit Aid. Yep, whatever it is, all the same uh, stuff, right? Yep, all the same <laughs> stuff. All the same stuff. Uh, Sports Nutrition Center locally here in Tigard, Oregon. Uh, check them out if you are local and listening. 
give us a call give us a shout come train with us yeah. uh god i know i'm leaving out a few i know it oh bunker athletics threw down for some stuff they came out oh he has a new he's gonna be making a new shirt i got an idea i'll tell you about it after the show sweet sweet it's a it's a good one uh good shirt yeah so thanks everybody for listening like subscribe follow take a screenshot of the podcast and share it with your friends uh if you want to reach out ask some questions if you want to be on the show be on give it get in contact yeah. matt you got anything no i'm good just look out for the uh the kilo chaser camp let's go let's go talk to you guys later bye adios